This episode is brought to you in collaboration with Go With Yammo. Go With Yammo is an art exhibition app which helps you to find the exhibitions, art fairs and art events happening all around you. The app displays exhibitions based on your location, so the one closest to you will be at the top of the list, but if you're planning a trip, you can of course change your location to a different city. What makes the app really fun is that whenever you are at an exhibition, you can check in and earn points, which can then be used to redeem prizes from the in-app store, such as prints, exhibition tickets, books and more. Go With Yamo also create custom virtual exhibitions for galleries and artists. They will be creating the virtual space for our upcoming Art on a Postcard summer auction, which is definitely worth checking out. You can find all of these on their website, along with some great blog content, including artist interviews, exhibition recommendations, quizzes and reviews. The app is free to download from the App Store and the Google Play Store, so make sure you check it out and visit their website, www.gowithyamo.com. That's www.g-o-w-i-t-h-y-a-m-o.com. Welcome to Art on a Podcast, the podcast created by Art on a Postcard. Welcome to another episode of our summer auction series celebrating a handful of some of the participating artists in this summer's exhibition. So we are now at capacity for the private view. It is fast approaching. There is a waiting list you can join actually, I think which is worth just checking out for yourselves on our website, artonapostcard.com. You can find all the information there. We'll also be at the Hoxton Gallery um, for a little while. So do come by, say hello, let us see you. Today I am releasing this on the summer solstice, which is the longest day of the year. It is the year when the sun is at its highest. Um, And the seasons are turning so this feels apt for this next artist for whom the natural environment is a big part of her work I always like to try and find these um some might say tenuous links but I don't think so this time I think this is a strong a strong link between sort of the day that we release it being meaningful on an environmental level and this artist's investigation, exploration and insight into the natural world that informs their work. So, (laughs) the episode is with Liberty Blake, collage artist and painter. In the episode we discuss her need for adventure, the state of Utah, using found materials and the upbringing that entails being brought up by Sir Peter Blake. Born in England in 1968, Liberty grew up in an alternative art-centric environment that encouraged self-expression and creativity. She attended the Looking Glass School, a small experimental school that fostered the art and environment. This formed the beginning of her love for art, outdoor adventure and the natural world. 
1977, she moved to Utah with her partner and son, where she co-ran the art shack in, at Sundance, teaching, exhibiting and doing graphic design for the resort. It was during this time that she first made her wilderness-inspired abstract collages. In 2007, she participated in the 337 Project in Salt Lake City, Utah, where she created the first of many large-scale wall collages. The most recent of these is a collaborative work-in-progress mural project, a 60-foot collage mural comprised of stencil portraits of women made by members of the community in workshops that she runs with her mother and fellow artist Jan Hayworth. Liberty lives and works in Salt Lake City, Utah. Her abstract collages are a document of the wild natural places and neglected urban environments of the American West. She's shown extensively in Utah, in group shows and solo shows, and has previously rep been represented by the Phillips Gallery and Modern West Gallery in Salt Lake City. Her work is housed in private collections across the United States, Europe and Canada. Her current body of work explores the impact of wildfires and their increasing severity and growing threat. I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm sure you will. Liberty is lovely and just so sort of intelligent and really gives a, a further insight into this really beautiful work that she makes. So I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll see you at the end. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? thank you yeah it's lovely to see you it's lovely to meet you um how are you doing this fine day I'm doing very well actually it's um it's coming up to well it's 11 o'clock in the morning over here and um it's going to be a hot blastingly hot day so just preparing for that uh-huh yeah I mean we've got some nice weather over here in England but I'm sure it's not nearly as hot as where you are so am I right in saying that I'm calling you in Utah Yes, yes, Utah, USA. Absolutely. Wow. Amazing. You moved there in 1997? Yes, yes, I did. Um, uh, yeah, it's a weird place to have come to from, from England, obviously, you know, um, but um, my grandfather um, retired to Sundance, Utah. Right. Um, and uh, Sundance is known for the film festival. You've probably heard of, of the Sundance film. Yeah, so it's, it's that. It's like a tiny little resort within Utah. And he, um, he ended up in Sundance and um, having worked on a film, um, probably I think it must have been the 70s, and, and um, just fell in love with, with the place. And so that's a really odd, you know, kind of tenuous connection, my tenuous connection with Utah. But, um, yeah. I came over here as a an adventure, but I uh, thought I'd stay about a year, but I'm here 24 years later. <laughs> wow. And what is life like there? Is there a kind of buzzing art scene for you to be involved in? Like what kind of stuff do you get up to over there? Um, I would say no, not much of a buzzing art scene compared to um, London or, or any of the bigger cities in America even. Um, it's a small place. Um, the population is is pretty small and it's um it's primarily i would say known for you know outdoor recreation and um so i'd say the art um 
you know, people people put a lot of effort into, you know, having shows and, and there are quite a few galleries. Um, so it's a it's a sm just a small enthusiastic art scene, I would say, but but very, very little compared to to London. Mm, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being over there, you started or you co-ran the Sundance Art Shack I read about on your website. Um, I was wondering if you could talk a bit about that and what that was and what that was like. Yeah. Yeah. So I came over when I was 27 um, to, to Utah and I really did think, I, you know, that I'd stay a year and have an adventure. You know, I had um, um, my my youngest son was my oldest son was um, was seven at the time. And, and so um, my mother, uh, Jan, she she started the Art Shack and it was it was uh, basically I mean, as people came and stayed at the resort, um, they would hike or ski or, you know, do all the kind of activities that were there. And then the Art Shack was a, was a creative space so that people could come and, and do a, a workshop. And so we taught, I taught paper making and, and we did, you know, we had clay workshops and drawing and, and jewellery and then a, a glass studio as well. And I did graphic design for the resort um, as well a little bit. So it was just a really fun, creative environment, you know, with lot, lots of people coming in from all over the world, you know, so a really, really dynamic, diverse group of people that would, would pass through the resort. It sounds incredible. It sounds so good. <laughs> I wish, yeah, is it, it was. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's the, I've read that it's the sort of the wild landscapes and the um, the neglected urban environments around you that sort of kept you there, that inspires you and keeps you kind of interested in the environment that you're currently living in. What are those places like? Like, is there a particular spot, for instance, that you always go to and um, or are there kind of exciting things that you found recently or anything like that? Yeah, uh, yes, I... So I was doing primarily portrait painting when I came um, to the States and I was, um, you know, inspired by by people. And um, I came here and that just switched off entirely. I had no interest whatsoever in painting uh, people here. And um, but then I just uh, started to become very passionate about about the outdoors. I'm, I've always had a. Um, I've always had a passion for being outdoors. I grew up in a in a quite um, you know in the countryside and and always compelled to be outside. Um, but here, the wilderness is just so dramatic. I mean, Sundance Resort is is a ski resort, and it's a little tiny place uh, with this great big beautiful mountain just coming up right in front of you, Mount Timpanogos, and. And so the wilderness here really is hugely impactful. It's right there um, everywhere you go. And um, so, you know, I, I did, a, you know, some mountain biking when I first came over and skied and, and hiking and just, just being surrounded by that was so inspiring. And my work just completely shifted. You know, I started, started doing the collages early on, the abstract collages that... Um, uh, kind of color-based work and and also painting uh, my painting switch to to landscape so um and became sort of more and more abstracted um 
So, so now um, the work has kind of consolidated and um, primarily I'm, I'm working on abstracted landscape and I, I, um, I do a huge amount of mountain biking. I'm, I'm kind of completely, totally obsessed with it. And um, so most of my work, um, you know, the less urban pieces come from my adventures in the mountains. And I can really, you know, I can kind of ride from my home and, you know, head up into the hills. I mean, I'm right downtown in Salt Lake City, but it's Salt Lake is so close to them to the the shoreline and the the hills that I can really access it within, you know, kind of a half an hour ride and then get up into the mountains. So so um so most of my work is is based on um you know views and environments and places that I go either regularly or you know periodically um, in southern Utah and and closer by in Park City and around Salt Lake. Wow yeah what is it about biking that that you love so much? Well as a as a kid I mean when I was about I was always uh, I think I was always quite lively but when I was eight I discovered roller skating and I had these strap-on um, you know, skates that strapped onto your shoes, they're little metal skates, really, really like awful skates. But I was so obsessed with them. And I would just skate around the outside. I lived, um, I grew up on in a um, converted railway station. And so the platforms were right outside in front of the house. And I would just skate up and down the platforms. Um, and I, so I, I was really passionate about movement, you know, always. Um, and um, then I, you know, so I skated right through my teens. And then I came to America and discovered roller derby, which I had never heard of before and, and became obsessed with that and played that for quite a few years. Yeah. And st- started a, a, a roller derby league and um, was really heavily involved with that. And then um, I met my current partner who, um, who has been mountain biking and, and biking in all forms for, for years. And um, so I started riding, I, I dabbled in mountain biking when I first came to the States, but then I started doing it really seriously when I met him. And, um, and, and just, it, it's just, it's to do with the movement, you know, to do with the fluidity of movement on a bike or, or on skates um, that I really love. I, I wanted to be a ballet dancer when I was really little. And, um, and uh, so I think it's just, it's, it's movement. I love, I love the act of movement. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, knowing kind of, you know, that you're initially you wanted to be a ballet dancer, and then you moved into art. Do you think that that does have something to do with the family that you come from that like, obviously, you know, might have felt slightly more nurtured perhaps to kind of go into the visual arts? Um, I think that, I mean, to grow up in an artistic environment, you know, with two parents that were artists, um, you know, obviously as a child, you don't know any different. It's it's what's normal. Um, but looking back and, it, you know, in retrospect, it was, um, it yeah, it's amazing to, to have, to be surrounded by, 
art on the walls, to be surrounded by art making, you know, the process of art, you know, to visit my dad's studio and root around in his, you know, collections and um, see art being made and smell the paint and, and, and just the, the, the atmosphere of, of creativity, um, you know, my mum, you know, worked, worked at the house a lot so you know just I, I I have really strong memories of the smell of of galleries you know when they were unpacking the the boxes about to hang a show and things like that um that that it's amazing to have had to have had such uh um an inspiring environment around me and 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 inevitably I you know it has to impact you it has to be kind of then in your in your whole psyche right um so yeah I think I mean it, it, it yeah it had to have influenced me hugely yeah mm-hmm. yeah and did you have a kind of a moment that you remember that you were like right I want to kind of pursue art I want to make art or was it something that you just in- inherently did kind of and you can't remember yeah. when the starting point was well, I definitely inherently did it when I was, um, I mean, like all kids, I, you know, would have drawn and, and being creative. But then when I was eight, uh, my mum started the Looking Glass School, um, which was um, a creative uh, focused school, small school. And um, there were, you know, very few kids there. And it was pretty, you know, it was in the 70s when the when the kind of um you know education movement was really strong in England and they were really looking at alternative ways of of educating people and so it you know the the focus was creativity but there was just a lot of freedom in terms of 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 what we were you know we were studying poetry and we were studying you know creative writing and the focus was on the content not the spelling you know that that kind of um that kind of um direction and so I I was so I was so kind of um, entrenched in the creative process that it's almost like I didn't realize there were other things that you could do. You know, like I, I don't think other careers occurred to me. And I mean, ballet, I, I, I did ballet um, from an early age, but I had a really awful kind of like scary teacher. So I kind of I, I, I loved watching Swan Lake. And, you know, to me, that just seemed like the most amazing thing to be doing so that was a kind of um you know like a dream but I always um assumed I would do art you know because I I don't think anything else occurred to me yeah yeah (laughs) I mean it's such a rich kind of early start for you and such a um kind of magical it sounds kind of um upbringing just in terms of creativity and honing that in you and it's evident you know in the work that you create just because it is so beautiful and sensitive and well balanced and just really um a pleasure to look through and actually um because I was more um familiar with your collages just because I guess that's the your more recent work as you say since you've moved to Utah going and doing the research for this and actually looking at your painting and seeing that like you know you have such a wonderful hand as well when it comes to paints um it's it kind of all of that artistic education that was extremely rich that you had as an um earlier on is evident in your abilities to kind of move between two different mediums so 
fluently and eloquently. It's um, really, really lovely. And I wonder how much do you still kind of um, share with, you know, your parents and the people around you that will have educated you as a, as a youngster? You know, do you send your dad works and he goes, oh, actually, can you, you should maybe think about tweaking that? Like, or does he let you get on with it? Or how does that work? Yeah, I, it, it, it's, that's a good question. I mean, um, they both, um, both my parents are very, um, not, I wouldn't say hands off because that sounds disinterested, but they're, they're definitely, um, you know, they, they're creative people and they understand that, you know, creativity is a personal um, path. So I've never felt any sort of interference or, or, or even guidance, you know, you know, from them, they, 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 you know, we used to go to restaurants with dad in London. And, and I, and I always think of, I always remember, like, I'd be wearing like a top hat and, and, and a, <laughs> a jacket, a, a, a varsity jacket from flip, you know, and, and just like these crazy DMs, you know, like this kind of quite eccentric little person, you know, dyed hair and, and dad always, you know, we could be in the caprice, you know, <laughs> these mad little kids, me and my sister Daisy. And, um, and we, he supported who we were, you know, he always, just let us be who who we wanted to be and I feel like that with the art that that I've always just um kind of found found my own way and I and I didn't do you know I, like I, art school was not very particularly successful for me and um so I feel like I'm basically self-taught but with this amazing background of inspiration and and um like a nest of art around me but but with the freedom to find my own path um and and that's that's such an incredible gift you know to to have that to have that space you know and and not to feel not to feel like i'm um expected to do anything in particular that you know that i i've just kind of bumbled my way <laughs> through my my um career you know and my my life and and that's that's a that's a gift you know that freedom yeah yeah that's wonderful um and one of the things I really enjoyed reading about was your process in terms of how you source some of your materials so you described you know that the hunt for your papers is a part of the art and it seems like this um kind of this this adventurous energy that is always on the hunt always looking maybe maybe that's a part of just being able to sort of you know have that freedom to explore um has led to this creative practice that you use now which is fantastic yeah that that's that is a, a nice way of looking at it I I always was kind of rooting about in the dirt you know when I was little I always I was always looking <laughs> for fossils and you know if I found an old you know you know how there's old tips you know Victorian tips if I found you know anything like little pieces of, of ceramic I mean my uh, you know my dad's you know an, an amazing collector of all kinds of, of things so I would you know, visit his studio and was, you know, in, you know, constantly aware of all these amazing kind of quirky things, you know, these, um, so I have that same compulsion to kind of collect um, 
collect things and I and I was always looking for for tre- you know my version of treasure um but I think that the paper sourcing is is definitely a part of that because I I have a um, very particular um uh you know aesthetic judgment about the 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 texture of the paper the color of the paper um I don't particularly like things that are too um saturated you know so so I like older things I like um, older um, cloth I like older paper things that are slightly faded and worn are very pleasing to me so a lot of the the paper I use is is sourced from you know old books or um, things I've picked up Um, that was another thing that you know whenever I was little you know when wherever we went with dad he he was always collecting paper for his for his collages and and um so I was very aware of that that kind of magpie personality of of looking for for inspiration and, and materials. And so I definitely do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I think that 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 um that excitement about finding, you know, it's not like you can buy anything you want to make the artwork you may or may not find something that is going to work you know so there's an uncertainty about the process you know that I may not have the exact orange that I need in that little square you know and then I have to somehow kind of track it down and I have a couple of friends who are are really amazing you know and they bring me like little um these amazing little piles of paper and my dad sometimes sends me you know um little packets of things that he's collected it's magic you know like it's so valuable to me that that's it's real treasure you know yeah I love that so much and I guess it's finding it's it shows a great kind of ability to find magic in you know potentially discarded items that you know and then to take those discarded items that you might find and all kind of jumbled up various different places some discarded or whatever and to turn it into something carefully composed and like geometrically kind of formed and sitting in a way that is you know pleasing and moving and all the things that art is that's like alchemy you know that's like taking something and making it beautiful um so we're super excited to have you obviously on the um, roster of artists for our upcoming summer auction um and just to wrap up the podcast if you could please just talk us through the postcards that you have generously donated to our charity would be great yeah well so so I did um about what before COVID hit I I had a trip to London with my younger son who was um, really excited about streetwear um, fashion. And so coming from Utah where there's not really, you know, it is literally a desert and um, very little um, of that around. So he was just so excited about coming to London. So we ended up going, you know, going to all these different shops, one of which was um, called End. And um, so I always collect bags from wherever I go. So the 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 packaging of 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 shop shop bags I I love and, and use a lot in my work. So I I brought back with me this pile of of bags from all these different shops and and so I used um I used the end bag for the collages I did for art on a postcard and so the the um, white letters that are on each of them 
are, you know, I, I, I cut from the bag. So you get, you know, a section from, from those letters on it. And then um, because obviously the dimensions are, are so small, I focused more on, you know, an abstract, um, more traditional abstract collage that, um, you know, was about color and design and, you know, the balance of, of, of um, shape rather than it being a landscape, um, an abstracted landscape. Yeah. That so much. I feel so kind of um, lucky that we were able to include this in our auction, especially knowing now that it's almost like a part of your memories, your family history, like this relationship you have with your son is like all there. And um, yeah, we're super lucky to have it. So thank you very, very much, um, especially, you know, also for your time today, just chatting with me. I found it really, really enjoyable. It's a pleasure. I've, I've loved contributing to Art on a Postcard. What you're doing is great. Great. Thank you so, so much, Liberty. Take care. Have a lovely day. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Art on a Podcast, the podcast created by Art on a Postcard. You can check out Liberty's artworks on our website, artonapostcard.com. We have a little section um, where you can find the summer auction and all the cards are up there you to browse through take a look and there are just some beautiful cards there so please do check them out next up on the podcast i will be interviewing the wonderful dave white who i know lots of you are super excited about just hearing about his practice what he gets up to his love of animals and the rest of it so yeah thanks again for listening and i will see you next time